Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hi there, welcome to Prayer Warriors Needed, and because prayer warriors are needed, tonight our focus is on divine healing, the power to heal. Do you have the gift of healing? What is the gift of healing? And um, I'm just going to uh, read that chapter, and uh, we'll take a look. I'm going to open up with prayer, and um, first I'll move into some scriptures on healing. And um, whatever it is, we just want you to know God is in charge, and um, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And uh, know that there are dozens of land that dropped. Hold on. She's calling me now. Oh, boy, they messed up. Unable to make conference call. Poor Ann. They dropped her. And uh, let's see. Ann? Okay. Um, it says you're here. And uh, it's not letting me connect you. Well, let me see something. Yeah, and is there, if you can you mute yourself? Oh, she didn't. Did she mute herself? Or did she hang up? Yeah, she they hung her up. Um, let me see as soon as I get started. I was okay, um, Miriam? Yeah. Yes? Can, can I start the prayer since I'm going to be yes. going to work in a little while? And okay. I'm still going to be here. I'm just going to be on mute, okay? Okay, dear. Go ahead. Okay. Dearly beloved, holy and heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you so much for this time of prayer and uh, fellowship, Father, and Bible study. Uh, I thank you, Father, that where two or more are gathered in your name, there you are. It is always an honor and a privilege first to come before you, giving you all honor, worship, praise, and glory and to have fellowship with my sister's father. I plead the blood of Jesus over each and every one of our hearts, our minds, our souls, our bodies, every area and aspect of our being. I pray, Father, you know, with all the hardships that we endure, that we seek ye first your kingdom, Father. I know for myself, Father, that when Satan attacks many times, it's so easy to look at the situation and circumstances And, uh, you know, the temptation is to get nervous. The temptation is to get upset. The temptation is to be in the flesh, Father. 
And, uh, Father, I know you placed it on my heart that I need to really walk with you, um, to walk in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Father, and not uh, be gripped by the things of the flesh, Father, but to really trust you. Uh, I pray to do that in the moment as things happen and uh, not allow myself to give way to worry and fear and then to remember, oh, yes, Father, why did I even worry? I should have known better. Because, Father, you are greater than the Satan's attack, the attacks of the enemy, and the victory is in you. And I am in Jesus and you and you are in me, Father. I pray that we are focused, that we submit our lives to and for Jesus, to you and for your holy and heavenly kingdom, Father, because that's where the power and the glory is. That's where you are, Father. And just to have true, genuine fellowship with you, not just for what we can get, but just because you are wonderful, you are awesome, you are magnificent, you are mighty, Father. And, you know, we just need you, Father, and we love you. I pray for us, all of us, to be transformed in terms of the renewing of our mind by the power of you, of Jesus, of the scriptures, Father. And that those scriptures are truly written on our hearts and that we walk according to you. We walk according to Jesus. We walk according to the kingdom of heaven, Father, that the blood of Jesus covers and protects us, Father and that we are transformed and renewed, Father, that when people see us, they see you, they see Jesus, they see the kingdom of heaven, and that they are drawn to you, Father. So I pray for that. I curse this satanic and demonic uh, gang-stalking program, Father, eugenics program. I curse it at its root, and I command it to die now in Jesus name, Father. I command all of this wicked demonic activity to die and to never be resurrected, Father, to go back into the pit of hell right where it belongs, Father, and that your people are rejuvenated and renewed and refreshed by you, Father, and that as the three Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as we've been through the fire, that there's not even a smell of smoke on us because you were in the fire with us, Father. We are victorious. There's nothing the devil can do about it. All we need to do is to submit ourselves to and for Jesus, for you, Father, in the kingdom of heaven, and to truly believe on you and your word. So I curse the satanic program at it. And I continue to pray to you, Father, for your justice and your judgment to come down upon the wicked in a mighty and powerful way. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus, the Messiah, over my sister Miriam and her mom and her nephew and her bloodline, her entire bloodline, Father. And I pray that, Father, that if there's any sin there, I pray for it to be repented of and that the the blood of Jesus wipes that sin clean and that, Father, that she, Miriam, her family, 
her friends, her loved ones, are under the cloud of blessing, Father. That your blessings flow down in a mighty and powerful way upon Miss Miriam and her mom and her entire family, Father. And that they do your work, the work of your kingdom on the earth, Father. And that before they leave this world, Father, they're ready to be with you in heaven for eternity. That they hear those words, well done, good and faithful servant. And I praise your holy and heavenly name. And I thank you, most high Father. Father, I continue to pray to you for my sister Anne. As we the blood of Jesus over Anne, her mom, her family, her friends, her loved one, everyone connected to her. I pray to you, Father, as she ventures on this trip down to Green Bank, West Virginia, Father. I pray, I plead the blood of Jesus over Sister Anne and all who are going there to West Bank, West Virginia. I pray that, Father, that she experiences relief. I pray that you lead and guide her in terms of whether or not this is where she should be Um, and that you just bless her journey all the way, Father. I plead supernatural blessings and favor over Sister Anne and supernatural provision and protection surrounding her, that no harm comes to and or near her. And, Father, for each and every one of us, I plead supernatural blessings and favor, and I curse crucify any kind of income blacklisting at its root. And I command it to die. It has no place in the lives of your people. And I give you all thanksgiving, honor, worship, praise, and glory in Jesus' name. I pray to you, Father, for Sister Angelica, who is always a blessing, Father, just in terms of how she supports and helps the targeted individual community, her heart and her caring, Father. I continue to pray to you that you develop that in her, Father and that she really seeks you first your kingdom and your righteousness. I plead supernatural blessings and favor, supernatural provision and protection surrounding her family, her friends, her loved ones, and everyone connected to her. Father, I plead the blood of Jesus over uh, Sister Angelica, and that you keep her safe, especially as she's riding around in her car, Father that the blood of Jesus protects her, that no harm can penetrate to come against her, Father. As your scriptures say, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Every tongue that rises against us in judgment, Father, you shall condemn. And I praise your holy and heavenly name. And I thank you so very much, Father. I give you all thanksgiving, honor, worship, praise, and glory. I thank you so much, Father, and I pray for the entire targeted individual community and that if we have not committed our lives to and for Jesus for you and your kingdom, I pray that we live for Jesus for you and your kingdom, Father. I pray that we have the Holy Holy Spirit, Father, leading and guiding us through all things, Father. And I am just so grateful, Father, for this time of fellowship and prayer. I plead multitudes of blessings. I plead also, Father, that all of these things that are hidden in the darkness, that they are coming out to the light. Father, that you shine a light and you expose the deeds of wickedness in the darkness, Father. 
and that wickedness will be exposed and repaid, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. I thank you so much. I pray this all in Jesus' name. As I say, so be it, and it is so. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. God bless Amen. Thank you. That was yeah. beautiful. Yes, it was. It really, truly was. And um, I know prayer works. Um, as soon as I started prayer meeting, they put a, they got a, a water bug in here. You know, I mean, uh, but I thank God I um, had recently bought a, a can of spray for, you know, um, in the summer, sometimes you get these flies. And that thing just got rid of that. So I thank God for that. Um, water bugs are just not of God. They don't randomly just end up in my house. So it's something about whenever I'm praying, they do something to try to disturb the spirit. But God is so awesome. You know, we got rid of that, and I thank God. And, again, we're looking today at Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our healer. And um, I'm going to take a look at some Bible verses for healing, and then I'm going to go into the readings on uh, do you have the gift of healing, the power to heal, excuse me, by uh, this is Francis. Macnew, even though he's a father priest, but um, I do want to hear what he has to say about the gift of healing because he, uh, you know, said he practiced that gift for many years, so I think we can get a lot of insight and observation and analysis from his testimonies. Um, this reading here is on Bible verses. This is a show, the beginning, my intro, Bible verses for healing, and um, this author has come to take solace in these verses over the years as he has seen his loved ones battle health conditions. And the purpose of these healing verses is for comfort, heal, health, and build up your your holy faith to believe our God for a miracle. Okay, the Lord has gifted your body with the remarkable ability to heal itself under the right conditions. You need to feed it wholesome food, drink clean water, and breathe pure pure air. Sadly, though, finding these things, you know, wholesome food, clean water, pure air, it is, excuse me, all but impossible in our fallen world as toxic chemicals have overtaken our soil and atmosphere. In spite of our efforts and great expense to purchase essential products for a healthy home, people still get sick, and God is here to bless you with his healing touch when you need it. The healing scriptures below testify to that. Cry out to God and seek the precious gift of healing today. Before I go into these verses, we need to put what God's word says about health into context with two scripture passages. In John 5:14, it says, "Later, later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, "See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you." Again, 
C, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you, John 5, 14. And two, faith without works is useless, James 2, 20. Essentially, once God does his part, we must do our part. He heals us, and we must maintain the healing. Personally, I don't view sickness as a sin issue. From what I can see from Scripture, neither does Jesus. Otherwise, why would he say in John 9, 3, neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. The point our Lord is trying to make is that when we sin, we put ourselves in harm's way. Reckless behavior, misuse of medicines, and deliberate poor food choices, all sins, can and often times damage our bodies and will make us more susceptible to get get sick. This is why it's so critical, critical to put faith to our deeds and put deeds to our faith. My hope and prayer is that these Bible verses for healing will inspire, encourage, and build up your faith. As you seek God for healing, I suggest you do your best to learn how to be healthy and make the proper abundant life-giving choices. Under natural therapies, like essentials oils, which can help, Okay, now he's advocating a report. Okay, Old Testament healing scripture. He said, if you will diligently listen to the voice of the Lord your God and do which is right in his eyes and give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of these diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord your healer. Exodus fifteen twenty six. Worship the Lord your God. Excuse me. And his blessings will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. Again, worship the Lord your God and his blessings will be on your food and water. I will take away sickness from among you. Exodus 23:25. The Lord will keep you free from every disease. He will not inflict on you the horrible diseases you knew in Egypt. Deuteronomy 7:15. See now that I, even I am he, and there is no God beside me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. Deuteronomy 32:39. If my people, who are called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. And will forgive their sin and heal their land. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. Let me read that again. If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Amazing. Psalm six two. Have compassion on me, O Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, O Lord, for my bones are in agony. Psalms 34:20 For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous not one of them is broken The Lord will sustain him upon his sick bed in his illness you restore him to health Psalms 41:3 As for me I said O Lord be gracious to me heal me for I have sinned against you Psalms 41:4 
Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being. Praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Psalms 103, 1-5. In Psalms 107.20, he sent out his word and he healed them and he delivered them from their destruction. Psalms 147.3, he heals the brokenhearted, he binds up their wounds. Proverbs 16.24, gracious words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Proverbs 4.20-22, my son, be attentive to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. And I'll stop here, Proverbs 17, 22. A joyful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Let us keep a joyful heart. God, we thank you for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, for our Bible, our scriptures. We thank you, God, for the Bible being our basic instructions before leaving earth. God, let us take heed. We thank you, God, for turning things around, God. We thank you, God, for healing. We thank you, God, for miraculous changes, divine intervention that only you can do. We thank you, God, for being able to punch the devil in the eye by coming together and giving you worship and praise and and exalting your name and saying, God, we thank you. You brought us through another week. And we thank you, God, for this awesome week that we have coming before us. God, I give you the praise and the glory. I thank you, God, for my upcoming birthday. I thank you, God, for allowing me to see another year, Heavenly Father, in the midst of just a torrid, horrific program that I say, God, what the devil meant for bad, you're using for good. I thank you, God, for every skill, every ability you have given me and each and every one of us to be able to overcome each and every plotted atrocity in this targeted individual program, in this eugenics program. We thank you and we praise you, God, because if it wasn't for your grace and mercy, we know we'd be in our grave. We thank you, God, for the land of the living. We thank you, God, for allowing us the privilege to get to know you, to develop relationship with you better, Heavenly Father, to develop compassion for the next person and to be able to spread the gospel across the earth to share our testimonies of how awesome, how great you've been in our direct lives. God, we just give you all the praise. We give you the glory, God. We thank you, God, for the privilege of prayer. We thank you, God, that what the devil meant for bad for this TI program that you're using for good, Heavenly Father, that we're coming together to exalt your name. We thank you, God, for our elders that have been through worse, God, and you've carried them. I ask you to bless them and keep them in your hands, God, continually watching over them, shielding them. I plead the blood of Jesus over my mother's life and her health and her overall well-being, that no weapon formed against her shall prosper. I plead the blood of Jesus over Anne's mother, Amy's mother, and all the 
T.I.'s, Angelica's mother, and each and every T.I.'s mother that's in the land of the living, that you cover them, God, and you cover them against every plot of Satan to harm or hurt them, and that they continue to develop their relationship with you, Heavenly Father. And those that raised us up in the word of God, God, we thank you for giving them that ability, that special skill to, to basically keep us in the palm of the most high God. God, we ask you to bless our babies, our children. Cover them, God. Watch over them. When the devil tries to attack them, God, use an adult, use somebody to come and give them the protection they need, Heavenly Father. Let them have the opportunity, God, to get to know you and to grow according to your will, Heavenly Father. And I come against in the name of Jesus and through the blood of Jesus, every assault put on babies, every assault to harm them, to hurt them, and every plot of Satan to get God angry by hurting our babies. We plead the blood of Jesus against it. We plead the blood of Jesus against each and every one of satanic uh, Satan's rituals that are being done on this earth for worldly power. We plead the blood against it in the name of Jesus. We call that ritual to be null and void, to have no effect. We come against the spirit of a satanic takeover in the name of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus that that plot will be dismantled, exterminated, ripped to pieces. In the name of Jesus, God, we ask you for divine intervention to send your angels, Heavenly Father, on this earth to let the devil know he can't have this territory. There will be no satanic takeover on earth because the word of God tells us the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and that God's word will rule across this earth, that God's laws will rule across this earth, and that demons will be put back to the pit of hell that they came from. We plead the blood of Jesus against every ritual, every satanic uh, a plot that these people have put to usurp authority and power, particularly over our governing structures. We plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over the governing structures embedded in the judicial branch of government, executive branch of government, and the legislative branch, and that every demon force trying to usurp authority they do not have that it goes back to the pit of hell and that those usurpation attempts will be, will be null and void and have no effect on earth and that demons will be exposed for who they are and what they are. And every plot of Satan to usurp authority over this earth will be taken out of the secrecy mode and exposed and sent back to the pit of hell it came from. God, we thank you in advance, Heavenly Father, for your people doing God's work on this earth, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, for the retaking of this earth against demon forces, Heavenly Father. We thank you, God, that the manifestation of God's work will reign across this earth and no demon from the pit of hell will ever in history, as history shows, will ever have more power in the, in, than God. We thank you, God, that in, you give us patience and, and, and growth and, and give us time to mature and perfect ourselves, God, that we're waiting until you use your people on this earth to turn things around, Heavenly Father. And we thank you, God, that this earth will be retaken for the will of God. It will be take, retaken. It will be taken from demons in power. God, we give you praise. We give you glory. We thank you, God. We praise you. We exalt your name, Heavenly Father. 
We thank you, Heavenly Father, for divine intervention. We thank you, God, for turning things around. We thank you, God, for covering our sisters and brothers that are being targeted, God, but they're using this time to get to know you better. And we ask you, God, to just show them a sign, particularly those that are going to atheism and other things. Show them a sign, God, that they will be able to testify of your grace and your mercy, Heavenly Fathers, and that they will be very clear who God is because of your divine sovereign power that has been manifested in their lives. We're asking you, Heavenly Father, for great changes. Heavenly Father, as we go into the reading tonight on the gift of healing, we ask you, Heavenly Father, Holy Spirit, lead lead us, guide us. Let us leave here with more information and knowledge than we had previously as we desire to gain more understanding on the divine gift of healing. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Do you have the gift of healing? Amen. 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 Okay. Do you have the gift of healing? Often people ask me to pray that they receive the gift of healing others. Other people write and say that someone has sold them has told them that they have the gift of healing and how, and now they want to know what to do. As in most areas of Christian life, I've heard of all kinds of arguments about this. Some point out that in Paul, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 9, he talks about gifts of healing in the plural. They reason that the one who receives the gift is clearly the person who gets healed. It is not the healer who is simply the channel for the gift. The arguments make sense, except that the same argument could be used of all the gifts mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. For example, the one who gets the benefit of the gift of inspired preaching is the listener, not the preacher. But we still say that the speaker is the one who has the gift of preaching in such a way as to touch the listener's heart. It does seem clear that Paul is talking about special public gifts of leadership, preaching, and healing, and many others, which are for the benefit of the community. It is also clear that Paul is saying that some have some gifts and not others. Although everyone has been given some gifts by the Spirit to build up the community, However we understand its scriptural basis, though, I think we understand what people mean when they ask if they have the gift of healing. And here's how I would try to answer. The gifts, such as healing, precisely as divine gifts and not as natural endowments are all resident in God. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It is the Father, Jesus, and the Spirit who heals and they dwell within each Christian. I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love with which you love me may be in them and so that I may be in them, John seventeen twenty six. God is within us and his love is within us. As a result, when we ask God to heal, and sometimes even when we don't ask, when his very presence is in itself enough to heal, he will manifest his healing power with and in and through us. 
Every Christian then. Every Christian then has the potential for healing in all of us upon occasion should pray for ourselves and for one another when we are sick. If we all can pray for healing, why then should anyone ask for a special gift of healing? What sense does it make? It makes a lot of sense if it is understood in the way ordinary people do, that it is a fact of experience that some people have a special gift for healing, just as some people are better preachers than others. Everyone can speak, but not everyone is worth coming to hear preach. Likewise, for whatever reason, we all know that more people seem to get healed through the ministry of certain people than others. In the days when Catherine Coleman lived a person lived, a person would have to be a fool to try to hold a meeting like hers without some kind of special gift. My good friend, Barbara Shellman, used to disclaim that she had any special gift. She would say that she was just trying to teach every Christian to pray for healing the same way she did. But after people are taught and gained some experience, that's when they really begin to appreciate more than ever the special kind of gift Barbara has. There are parallels for healing for the healing gift in sports and in art. All of us there are parallels for the healing gift as in sports and in art. All of us, unless we are severely handicapped, can play tennis or baseball. We all have that gift if we practice a little, but there are all kinds of levels in it. I can play tennis well with my middle-aged friends, but put me in a professional tournament and I'm out of my class. The levels of battling excellence of baseball players are all classified in the Sunday sports pages where you can see them ranked with their battling averages all the way from point one seventy up eight up to 359. The same thing with singing. I can sing in a choir, but I don't have enough of a gift to sing solo before a crowd. The gift of healing is a little like that. All of us can pray with our friends and relatives, but for the large public gatherings or for the more difficult cases of sickness, you need someone, as it were, who has more of the gift, more healing power, more spiritual authority, or more love. The person with the special gift of healing is used for whatever mysterious reason more than others by God to heal the sick. The person the person with this special gift seems to have a higher percentage of success in praying for healing and seems to have more success in praying for the more difficult cases a fact recognized by the church in restricting the use of formal exorcism to certain prudent and holy priests. So when persons ask us to pray that they receive the gift of healing, they should understand that what they are really asking is that Jesus multiply and increase within them a potential that every Christian has. They are asking him to increase in them a gift they already have to a certain extent so that they can be more helpful to the sick. It's not a proud thing at all. If this empowering indeed comes about, they won't have to go around telling people they have some kind of gift. 
it will soon become apparent in the extraordinary healings that take place when they simply pray in very ordinary ways for the healing of their family and friends. Word will spread, and soon enough, people will begin to come from outside their circle of acquaintances asking for prayer and help. When people ask me how to get started with their gift of healing, it's pretty clear that it hasn't developed very far as yet. They should be more desirous of learning more rather than of letting people know that they are available to pray. In short, we are again talking about more or less rather than about having a gift or not having it. The way of looking at the gift of healing as a sharing to some degree of the life of God is a help in other ways too. For instance, I can understand soaking prayer better. If the degree of my life in God is less than in someone else, then it will probably take longer for the overflow of that life to per penetrate the person I'm praying with and to affect disease cells. If the degree of heat in my oven is as it were only 250 degrees, it will take longer for my prayer to have its effect than for someone whose fire burns at 450 degrees. I know that I'm speaking in metaphors. These are just impressions and not proofs, but this view of healing helps me and seems to account both for what I see happen and for what doesn't happen for those who are not completely healed. My impression is that the reason why many people are not healed is not always their own lack of faith, but results rather from a lack of sufficient spiritual power in the person praying for healing. Mm. After all, Jesus reprimanded the disciples when they could not cure the epileptic boy in Mark nine fourteen to 29. Consequently, I think we can say that all Christians have the ability to pray for healing, but that the effectiveness of their prayer is a question of degree. Those whom God uses in a high degree have the gift of ministering healing in the larger community, the gift with a capital G. There is an exception. There are a few people we meet at every workshop who cause problems when they pray for others. They have anxiety or other negative forces in them that they communicate to the person they're praying for, and this counteracts whatever good in prayer may do. I don't think we need to go into these problems in any great detail to say that at any given workshop, people will come and say, I wish you would ask blank not to pray for the rest of us, I feel very cold when he's around, whenever he's damn on edge. Whenever a number of people report that someone in authority will have to protect the others from the uh, ministration of this person, from the right, of this person without unnecessarily hurting the person's causing the uneasiness, some problems would be avoided for the most part if people would wait to be asked before they pray, or at least they might ask if they can pray with someone and make it easy for them to say no. 
In my experience, the people causing problems usually seem to force themselves upon others and are overly anxious to prove themselves. There's growth in healing. We all have then the potential for healing prayer, more or less, but we can also grow in whatever gift we now have. Over the years, I hope, I have grown not only through learning and experience, but in faith and in the capacity of being used by God. If we are faithful in little things, God will use us more and more for greater tasks. What we need to do is to take the... What we need to do is to take the first steps. Need to take the first steps to pray for the sick right among us in our families and in our communities. Maybe later after we have grown in wisdom and power, God can use us in visiting the hospitals or leading groups in prayer for healing. People, many people have a long apprenticeship in prayer for years. They may speak to small groups in small town churches before they finally develop their celebrated healing ministry. Even of Jesus, it was said, and Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men, Luke 5.52. Most of us are a little afraid of all of this. It seems so presumptuous to say you have a gift of healing. It's too much, like saying you are holy or that you are a saint. This is a false Humility. However, in some churches, the tradi- tradition, the gift of healing, along with others, listed in listed by Paul in First Corinthians, it has been listed among the greatest date, a Latin term which means that the gift is given for the benefit of the community and does not necessarily sanctify the one who possesses it. In other words, I can be a sinner and still God can use me for healing just as he might use someone who is leading a and <clears throat> who's leading on the moral life to give a great sermon god can use anyone god truly inspires such a preacher at the time of his preaching god gives us for healing power because he has compassion for the sick not because he's trying to infiltrate the pride of the healer that's a humbling sobering thought Frankly, there are some people who manifest some of the more extraordinary aspects of healing who do not impress me at being remarkably holy, not at all. Not all of them have impressed me much as human beings. I know we can't judge how holy people are. I'm only talking about external impressions. One famous healer of 10 years ago with a multi-million dollar healing enterprise He died of alcoholism in a motel room. Wow. His friends say that when the time for a healing service came, he could rise up out of a drunken stupor, go out of the platform and speak clearly, heal many people, and then when it was over, go back to his room and collapse. The less said about these things, the better. But it is important to mention them briefly. It is it. If only only to say that God chooses some people to heal his sick, but not to prove that the healer is holy. Wow. That's amazing. Wow. It's very much like his calling sometime to be a priest or minister. It is a special call to help God's people. 
and a call to holiness, but the fact that I am a minister does not automatically make me loving or holy. I should be, and it's a greater pity when I'm not. But my calling, my vocation is one of a service to God's people. It's a gift for others. So it is with healing. If you desire to grow in ministry of healing, do not think of growing famous. Think rather of growing weary and pouring out your life and energy for God's sick people. The harvest is white. The laborers are few. If you want to pray for people to be healed, you are aspiring to a wonderful ministry. You are aspiring to be a servant. It can help you to become holy as any act of Christian service can. It doesn't presuppose that you are holy. Diverse gifts. Experience also seems to indicate that some people are gifted in various areas of healing. Some people seem to have a special power to pray for certain things, but are only fair to middling in prayer for other diseases. One person, for instance, who has a remarkable and well-tested gift of healing simply doesn't seem to have much effect in praying for cancer when people with cancer ask for prayer. She refers them to someone else. On the other hand, a sister I know has a particular gift in praying for cancer and has a telephone in her room where people call in from all over the world. She prays on the phone for them, apparently with great success. In his book, in his book, Eyes to Behold Him, Michael Gato speaks about his own healing of impaired eyesight and his consequent gift of being able to pray for others with the same problem. Hence, no, here and there throughout the auditorium, Christians heard the word, received it, and acted upon it by taking off their glasses and removing their contacts lens. They're reading apart from the man that was healing the blind. Some had their glasses back on before they left the conference. Others replaced them after a day or two. Some had to make appointments with their doctors for weaker for weaker prescriptions. But quite a few have never needed glasses since that evening. After the charismatic conference ended, two separate estimates of the number whose eyes God had either partially or totally healed agreed in excess of 200 persons. Michael Gaydon's experience brings us to another interesting conclusion. It seems that people who have been healed of a particular ailment seem to have a special gift from that point on in ministering to people with the same problem. Perhaps it's because they now have greater faith in the area in which they themselves have directly experienced God's power. I know for myself that there are some ailments such as deafness and loss of hearing where others seem very successful in praying for healing, but I have seen just a few healed through my own prayers. On the other hand, there are ailments that are most difficult of healing, especially bone problems, where I have seen remarkable healings, usually gradual, take place. Also, when I pray for anything except cancer in the abdomen, or I pray for anything I pray for anything except cancer in the abdomen or chest area. I seem to have a great deal of expectancy that something will happen. 
Someday perhaps I will understand this apparent selectivity, but right now I don't. All I can say is that humanity, at least I have a lot of confidence praying for some ailments and much less confidence praying for others. If your experience indicates that God isn't using you in certain areas, you might as well recognize the fact in all simplicity and acts in prayer if something is wrong, or perhaps you can refer people with these ailments to someone else who seem to have their better results in praying for those kinds of sicknesses. Perhaps praying for healing parallels the specialists in the medical field. God may leave us weak in some areas and strong in others simply so we will have to rely more upon one another in the community. It should not be surprising that just as there is parceling out of ministry gifts such as prophecy and interpretation and healing, there could also be a distribution of gifts within each area of ministry as well. Another sister I've worked with for years has a real gift of praying for inner healing, but she says that usually nothing much happens when she prays for physical healing. Regardless of what we might say about why this seems to be so, she has the humility to recognize the fact and to suggest to someone else to pray along with her when she's asked to pray for physical healing. Degrees of difficulty. It also seems that just as we participate in God's healing power, more or less there are degrees of difficulty in sickness itself. It takes much more healing power to pray for a missing section of bone to grow than to pray for a headache to disappear. This person is supposed to have remarked when he visited Lourdes that although he saw many discarded crutches decorating the grotel, he saw no artificial limbs. We can expect then as beginners to see more success in praying for certain kinds of ailments than others. Ordinarily, a deep-rooted chronic sickness will take more time and its healing is likely to be a gradual process. There are no exact statements I can make on which diseases seem to be the hardest to heal, but in general, the longer a person has been sick, the more time it will take to heal. Even a severe wound, for example, recently suffered in an auto accident seems to heal faster than an old chronic injury. Nor is the degrees of the difficulty dependent upon whether the sickness is psychosomatic or not. Some critics say that the only sickness cured by prayer is the sickness originally brought brought on by negative suggestion and that our prayers just remove it by positive suggestion. My own experience indicates that some very, very real physical wounds caused by accidents are changed by prayer more easily than certain deep psychological problems. There are some ailments in which the rate of healing seems about 80% or so ulcers, for example, other sicknesses seem seldom to be healed, e.g. a paraplegic with a severed spine. I think it's important to say that these things, that these things, not to diminish our confidence in prayer, but to realize that just as there are degrees of spiritual power and faith towards which we grow, there are also degrees of severity of sickness. 
in our ordinary lives, we recognize this, but somehow in prayer groups, some people lose a sense of reality. It should not surprise us that more ulcer patients are cured in prayer meetings than paraplegics. It's not just a question of having faith. It's also a question of how much life and healing power are needed and how much of that power an individual is able to channel. Some of us don't reach that instantly. I look forward to a day when I might see an amputated leg grow back or a person resurrected from the dead. But I know that the person who prays for such things must be called by God to pray in a given instance. It helps too uh, to be called by it helps to to be especially gifted with faith and spiritual power. Yet even here, God may use a weak, faltering person as an instrument for an extraordinary healing, such as the mystery of God's love. Note that I have become perfect yet. I have not yet won, but I am still running, trying to capture the prize for which Christ Jesus captured me. I can assure you, my brothers, I am far from thinking that I have already won. All I can say is that I forget the past and I strain ahead for what is still to come. Philippians 3.12. Summary. A question of degree. The chapters in this section have emphasized different aspects of a basic insight about the healing ministry an insight that would solve many problems. We keep meeting in this wonderful ministry. There is more or less in most of our healing prayer. There is a more or less in most of our healing prayer. In us, there's more or less of a power or a gift to pray for healing. For this reason, wonderful things can be expected to happen when ordinary Christians pray for healing but we seldom have anywhere near 100% understanding of what we are doing when we pray, nor do we always see 100% results. In sickness itself, there are degrees of difficulty in healing. Some illnesses or injuries are relatively amenable, amenable to prayers, while others are very stubborn and difficult. The time needed to pray for healing varies widely from a few seconds for something like a headache to a matter of years for something like mental retardation. Wow. In healing, there are degrees of improvement all the way from just a slight improvement to total healing. There seems to be degrees in God's own direct involvement in the healing process. Sometimes the natural healing processes work in the ordinary way. Sometimes they are accelerated by prayer, and at other times God seems to act solely through his own creative power. The vision of the more or less in the marvelous ways God works in and through his creation should help us to be more sensitive to see God's love and healing power at work in the most subtle ways. It cautions us against making absolute claims of healing or supplying proof which is not reasonably convincing. Since I have become aware of this more or less in healing as distinct from all of all or nothing, I can see more evidence of God's compassion at work than ever before. And just remember, his reputation continued to grow and large crowds would gather to hear him and to have their sicknesses cured. 
but he would always go off to some place where he could be alone and pray. Luke five fifteen and sixteen. And that that was it about the um do you have a gift of healing? And in summary, he's saying, you know, you can pray for the gift of healing, but make sure you're praying for the gift of healing to exemplify God's work in you. This man said God can use anyone, and they are different levels. Some people, you can pray for the gift of healing, but if that's not one of the gifts he gave you, you'll probably make a little significance, but not the type of significance that others that are gifted with that gift would make. The bottom line is we all must remember that that gift comes from the Most High God, and whatever gift he gives you, you have to use to to show, to encourage people about God's power, to encourage people about God's mercy. It's all about giving God the praise and the glory, you know, and not nothing. Understanding it's nothing that you did. But we should pray for one another. We should pray for the healing of one another. Pray for the healing of the nation. And I pray for healing. And, you know, I mean, I was surprised even with this. I learned mentally retarded children have been healed through prayer. But it was no little one-two prayer. He said years and years and just walking by faith and believing. And, yes, I believe such is possible, particularly when many children are being induced into mental retardation because of this eugenic programming, which is, you know, eugenics is, you know, doing just, it's literally doing evil deeds on earth as a satanic uh, ritual duty for worldly power. And um, I just thank God that, you know, that there's, that we know prayer changes things and then we can punch the devil in the eye and break all his plots, you know, through healing people and and just sharing the gifts that God has given each one of us. So I urge everyone listening, you know, work on discovering your gift. Use it to advance God's work on this earth, and then everything else will fall into place. So I thank God for that reading and that sharing of knowledge of someone's experience. this is a man that has seen miracles, that have seen people been healed. And so maybe not all the, not 100% of the time, but he said at least 80% of the times he's seen divine healings through divine intervention. So we just thank God that we know God is the God of an impossible. And whatever you're going through, don't be, dis- you have to just, you have to continue to pray. You have to walk by faith if you're T.I., you know that this is a faith program. Else you would give up, and the alternative is what? Homicide or suicide? And since those are not options, then you just you have to make a conscious decision to walk by faith and just keep building your, 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 your spirit, building your, your prayer life. Because a part of this program is to make you feel helpless. But when you understand who's in charge, you understand that these people, they're compromised. There's only but so far they can go. God is still the boss through all of history. It's not going to change this year. That's why the the Bible is the oldest book on this earth. And we give God all the praise and the glory for being all sovereign or mighty or, or glorious or 
just the God above all gods, just an amazing God. And we ask God to continue to give us this this uh, spirit of patience to wait on his timing. And while we're waiting on his timing to continue to grow in him and learn the lessons that we're supposed to learn while we allow him to do the divine work and ask God to line us up to be a part of his divine plan and his divine work. And most importantly, to not let one of us leave this earth before we complete the assignment that he's created us for. So, God, we give you the praise and the glory, and we thank you, God, that we know in your time this sick program of inducing sickness on people will be wiped off this earth. And, God, I thank you for improving the my leg condition, Heavenly Father. I thank you, God, for the miraculous healings that you've done for each and every one of us, for myself, for my mom. Thank you, God, for the being just the ability to walk, talk, move. Thank you, God, for everything you created us for. Thank you, God, for the mind, the awesome mind, actual special shielding over our brain, our mind, that no weapon formed against us can prosper. Our mouths, Heavenly Father, our teeth, that you will watch over us, healings on our teeth in the name of Jesus, that any they can use these directed energy weapons to crack teeth, and God can use his divine power to put that tooth back in order or to grow another tooth in or to guide us and direct us to a safe dentist. God, I thank you. There's always remedy in God. I give you the praise. I give you the glory. And I ask you to bless those that are going through stuff, God. Give them the strength, the endurance to keep growing in God, keep reading, keep learning. And those, Heavenly Father, also assaulted like I am with legal abuse. God, I thank you for directing me to law books and, and learning how to be able to defend oneself. God, give them the strength to direct their path or send the appropriate person in their lives to work with them. Let these, let each and every person know there's remedy with God. And I thank you, God, that you're turning things around in every T.I. that has suffered and lost things. God, I know that you will give everything they've lost, give it back to them, and that it will be used when they get it back. It will not be used. It will be used to advance the kingdom of God and not to rendezvous across this earth in some kind of limousine or some type of nonsense. Let us learn the lessons so that we can be good stewards, Heavenly Father, of the benefits that come with serving you and worshiping you and sharing the gifts that you've given us. We thank you, God, for God's gifts that you've given us because that's what the devil's really after. It's the God gifts that you've given us, God-given gifts, which which are much more than education, much more because man can't take it away. So I ask you, God, to bless each and every person's gift and let them expand it and use it to advance the kingdom of God. I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name, amen. And any comments on the reading, I'm I'm more than happy to uh, to listen. Any comments? Oh, boy. I'll turn this light off. Okay. Any comments? 
Anybody? Okay. Well, God, we just thank you for this time we had together, and we ask that you bless each and every person here. May you have a blessed week. May the windows of heaven be open for you. May you accomplish all your goals. May you be covered, uh, your health, your finances, your, your safety, be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Bless our bloodlines. My nephews, cover them, Heavenly Father. Um, the prayer, praying people, their children, their nieces and nephews, cover them in the name of Jesus. God, we just give you the praise. We give you the glory. We just thank you, God, for being an awesome God. And um, we thank you, God, for our prayer warriors here. I ask you to bless my sister Angelica. Bless her, guide her director. My sister Camille, bless her, guide her director in all that she does. Remove any sins in in our lives, any of our lives, Heavenly Father. Give us a spirit of repentance, a spirit of self-acknowledgement to look at ourselves and to just be the best person that you created us to be, God. God, we give you the praise and the glory. We thank you, God, for the changes you're doing within us. We thank you, God, for turning things around. Thank you, God, for opening windows that <clears throat> may look like they can never be opened. But, God, we know that you can do it. And I ask you, God, to continually bless these papers I'm dealing with, these legal assaults, Heavenly Father. I'm dealing with lots of fraud, uh, the tax issue, Lord. When, when, when tax from my, my records try to make it look like I, I didn't file for years and they came after me for years that I filed, God, I plead the blood of Jesus on the tax case in the name of Jesus to break every curse put towards it, every fraud, every scam, every induced poverty, induced the criminal debt collection. I plead the blood of Jesus that that curse is broken, that I will be made whole, that all the money stolen from me will be put back. I thank you, God, <clears throat> for everything, the tenure, the income lynching, all of the plots. God, it will be used to punch the devil in the face and say, not my child, you just can't do this too. I thank you, God, for coverage and guidance in all that we do. And in just in every movement, God, that you will lead and direct us. We thank you, God, for what's called an unction, what's called hearing your word. And we come against all the plots of Satan, V2K, disrupting people's peace, directed energy, weapon torturing. We come against it. We please the blood of Jesus against it. Electromagnetic radiation weapons, using radiation weapons to induce sickness and disease. We please the blood of Jesus against it. Induce sickness, we plead the blood of Jesus against it. And we thank you, God, for healing. And we ask you, God, to give the people the courage to first and foremost to pray for healing for themselves. And then to seek out a minister, go to the house of the Lord and get the appropriate prayers. And prove the devil to be the liar he is. And prove the Bible to be true to his word. And be able to testify about what God has done to turn things around. God, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.